feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The people leave the leaders they will have to follow. Have to swallow. And it's you, you, you that has the authority. I grew up in New Mexico. Everybody got involved uh, in terms of politics. So we're supposed to be of service to others. I think part of that is the Catholicism, uh, but also you're not supposed to want to get any type of uh, recompense when you help people. You do it because they need help. I had been teaching school and seeing a lot of the children that were in my classroom, they were the children of farm workers. And they would come to school with their raggedy shoes and their little bones sticking out of their t-shirts and, I thought that was so wrong. And I just remember uh, just being so upset about that. So when I was supposed to report for my orientation to continue teaching, I decided not to do it. And that was a big step for me because, you know, had had a family that I had to support. And here I am going to go start organizing farm workers for no money with all these children. And I remember just sitting there thinking about this, thinking about this, but in so many ways, you know, how you have your little committee in your head, this is such a foolish thing to do. How are you going to run off, like join the circus with your seven children and, and, and not know where your next meal is going to be coming from, where their next meal is going to be coming from? Uh, how can you possibly do this? And of course, but I just remembered I've got to do this and I did it. And that was one of the... Uh giants of the labor movement. We're going to celebrate her today. Uh, This is Labor and Love. Welcome on a Saturday morning. Here we go. They call it Stormy Monday. But Tuesday's just as bad They call it Stormy Monday But Tuesday's just as bad Wednesday's worse And Thursday's also sad 
eyes on Friday And Saturday I go out to play Eagle flies on Friday And Saturday I go out to play Sunday I go to church Then I kneel down and pray Zealand, I read a magazine, something nasty crossed my eye. The earth that fed me in California was turning cracked and dry. New Zealand ferns are always green, it rains more there than it should. I looked to the cloud that was raining on me and said, go where you can do some good. Clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky. Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die Met a guy from San Francisco in a railway ticket line He said the Grateful Dead was alive and well, but the weather wasn't so fine Nobody had a garden, nothing lived but weeds the earth looked like some kind of feverish person who'd caught a strange disease. He said the reservoirs are empty, cattle dying too. Every tongue is reaching out to sip the morning dew. And they say the fields and valleys are turning green to brown. That the farmers walk a dry and dusty mile in every farm and town. Clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky. 
rain, spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. I don't want to see her die. I stared up to the diamond stars one cashmere night. Black velvet sky and a raging river was no other sound or sight. The Big Dipper hung up above the river and I felt that it was a shame. All this water here in California dry, I said to the Dipper by name. Reach down and kiss that raging river and fly across the sky. Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. I don't want to see her die. People and the animals like to gather where water flows. A beer, some tea, or a water hole, it's there where something grows. And remember the music water makes, the rainy pool and the circle dance. The thunder of the ocean and the waterfall, the laughing creek that feeds the plants. Now the fields are green again, beauty has returned. Tragedies continue to show what we still got to learn. Can't waste away the ocean, water, air, or land. If we upset this sacred ground, we won't have any place to stand. So reach down and kiss the raging river and fly across the sky. And spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. I don't want to see her spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. I don't want to see her die. How you choose, you gotta serve somebody. You may like to gamble, you might like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of pearls, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. Maybe a rock and roll addict dancing on the stage. Money, drugs at your command, women in a cage. You may be a businessman or some high-degree thief. They may call you doctor, or they may call you chief. Serve somebody. Yes, you are. You're gonna have to serve somebody. Serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. Serve somebody. You may be a state trooper, it might be a young Turk, maybe the head of some 
hit your pole You may be blind or lame Maybe living in another country Under another name But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, you are You're gonna have to serve somebody Serve somebody Well, it may be the devil Or it may be the Lord But you're gonna have to serve somebody Working on a home Might be living in a mansion You might live in a dome You may own guns And you may even own tanks You may be somebody's landlord You may even own banks But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, you're gonna have to serve somebody Good morning, San Francisco. Good morning, Internet. This is The Bee. And the show is Labor and Love. You just heard Bob Dylan telling you how, how it is that you're going to have to serve somebody. Who will you serve? Will it be capital or will it be labor? 
Will it be the boss or will it be your comrades? Who will you serve? Before that, we had Charlie Morgan reminding us that we're still in a drought. We had a good rain here about a week ago, but we're still in a drought. We're still in a very serious drought. Global warming continues. The breakdown of the structure that has held the earth together and held the waters down is disappearing because of human greed. And one of those is disturbed climate patterns, droughts, floods. And before that, we had the bone, T-Bone Walker, with the uh, proletarian week. They call it Stormy Monday, but Tuesday's just as bad. And the show is Labor and Love. This is the show where we tell you like it is. We tell you that if one man gets a dollar, one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, that means another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. We tell you that if you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, if someone is not there negotiating on your behalf, You're probably on the menu. And never but never let anyone in your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. This is The Bee. My name is Bill Morgan. And the show is Labor and Love. And the venue is Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm on the net... 2781 21st Street in San Francisco's Mission District. And going up this week is a display of drawings about drawings of famous labor leaders made into posters. They'll be on display this week, beginning this week, at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, like I said. Come on in and take a look. These are the people who got you the weekend, who got you OSHA, who got you overtime, who got you Social Security, who got you so many things. Unfortunately, these things did not come out come without a struggle. On the show today, we're going to talk a little about Concussions, a new movie with Will Smith, and another called Trumbo. We're going to visit Mr. Block, Labor's favorite dummy. Exxon. The issue now is what did Exxon know and how did they and what did they do with their knowledge going back to 1970? We're going to have a, a reading about child labor. 
And we are going to honor the woman who started us off explaining about her morality of working for the people who are most needy, Dolores Huerta. She's our uh, celebrated labor leader for today. In the meantime, people are talking about welfare. Well, there's no problem with welfare. As long as it's corporate welfare. It's time to end welfare as we know it And get those greedy chiselers off the dole It's time to end welfare as we know it Teach them a little self-control For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs To belly up to the public trough No more welfare as we know it No more handouts, cut them off Now we should all be irate at this huge welfare state Right here in this mightiest of nations AFDC is disgraceful to me I'm talking aid for dependent corporations Free enterprise, ha, the cruelest of lies It cost us 200 billion just last year If they paid their fair share We'd have billions to spare It's time to tell them the buck stop here Let's consider Charlie Hurwitz, the CEO at Maxam, holding redwood forests hostage in a vicious little tax scam. It's clear cut we picked up the tab for Charlie's union busting, then paid him to pollute our water. Jesus, that's disgusting. Charlie won't repay 500 million that he stole from a Houston SNL. What say we kick him off the dole? It's time to end welfare as we know it. And get those greedy chiselers off the dole It's time to end welfare as we know it Teach them a little self-control For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs To belly up to the public trough No more welfare as we know it No more handouts, cut them off That Taco Bell chihuahua begs for bucks for Frito-Lay And poppin' fresh from Pillsbury Needs more dough every day <laughs> That thief Ronald McDonald And his sidekick Mayor McCheesy Hamburglarize our treasury In ways that make me queasy That nasty little mermaid Took tax dollars overseas To hire thugs to bring Poor Haitian workers to their knees It's time to end welfare As we know it and get those greedy chiselers off the dole It's time to end welfare as we know it Teach them a little self-control For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs To belly up to the public trough No more welfare as we know it No more handouts, cut them off They've been picking every pocket here from sea to shining sea. We must intervene to break this cycle of dependency. ADM and Cargill, General Motors, Ford and Boeing, ITT and Lockheed, and that welfare line keeps growing, growing, growing. 
Now Congress says we can't afford to subsidize the needy. But before we slash the safety net, let's tell the truly greedy. We're gonna end welfare as we know it. And get those greedy chiselers off the dole. We're gonna end welfare as we know it. Teach them a little self-control. For far too long we've allowed these corporate hogs to belly up to the public trough. No more welfare as we know it. No more handouts. Cut them off. It's for their own good. No more handouts. Cut them off. And we mean business. No more handouts. Cut them off. And this means stadiums. No more handouts.
Next to, of course, God, America, I love you, land of the pilgrims, and so forth. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early my country tis of? Centuries come and go and are no more. What of it we should worry? In every language, even deaf and dumb, thy sons acclaim your glorious name. By gurry, by jingo, by gee, by gosh, by gum. <laughs> Why talk of beauty? What could be more beautiful than these heroic happy dead who rushed like lions to the roaring slaughter? They did not stop to think, they died instead. Then shall the voice of liberty be mute. He spoke and drank rapidly a glass of water. Went to see a movie uh, with Will Smith. It's called Concussion, and it deals with the experiences of uh, Bennett Amalu. Hope I'm I'm getting his name right. Amalu is a pathologist who who sort of uh, deals with people why they died. 
generally people with uh, shock or brain damage. And one day, uh, Dr. Omalu is invited to look at the brain of Mike Webster. So, okay, you're not a football fan. You don't know who Mike Webster is. He wasn't either. Mike Webster, one of the greatest players of all time at his position, which is center. And his position involved uh, that on every play, you're talking about 40 or 50 times per game, times 16 games per year, uh, you're talking about six, 700 times. He gets hit in the head. He hits other people with his head. He has to block people who are trying to rush past him, huge men. The game of football is filled with collisions. And uh, in the past, it was part of the celebration of the league and of football that they would have on the best hits of the week and show one player hitting another, running into them, hammering them with their shoulder, their helmet, and celebrating this. This is part of of football's uh, charm. <clears throat> As they say in this movie, football has taken over Sunday, the day that used to be uh, for church. Anyway, this doctor uh, looks at Mike Webster's brain and begins looking at the brains of people who have played football and uh, starts finding uh, this kind of protein that bring that is the sign of a situation of a situation called CTE, which after repeated hits, repeated concussions, begins to affect uh, the brains of people who played football, and one is, of course, is the great Junior Seau, and they're. There are incidents on record where say I was talking about the perfect hit. He said, when you hear somebody go, oh, like that. And uh, Mike Webster, like we said. Uh, Andre Waters. And uh, for a long time, the league has dismissed. The league knew, according to this film, the league... NFL, which makes, what, $9 billion a year, uh, knew about the harm of concussions and just put it under the rug and said that there's no, no connection between concussions and repeated concussions and CTE. And there's a famous doctor no sequence where the lawyer for the NFL says, the reporter says, is there any, is there any evidence that this is, no. Could it be that this is, no, no, no. He keeps saying no, no, no. Anyway, Omalu challenges this sort of, uh, this the, the league's assertion 
that that concussions don't have anything to do with CT, and he starts proving his case. And of course, the NFL fights back. They say that he's doing voodoo instead of uh, scientific uh, research. And uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, as a, a doctor, former team doctor, one of the NFL teams comes and helps him because he realizes that the players are just being thrown in there to provide entertainment and make money for the NFL teams without regard for their health. So, um, Will Smith does an excellent job. Go see concussion. This is the issue that might kill football. I'm saying that as a football fan, at least I have been up to now a football fan. It's hard to keep loving. It's like loving war. Football is a low-grade war. The other movie I saw this week was called Trumbo. And it's about the blacklisted writer Dalton Trumbo. Who joined the Communist Party in the 30s. And became very prominent as a scriptwriter in uh, Hollywood and in the late 40s, given the blacklist and the red scare of the time, Trumbo was one of those who refused to cave in and name other colleagues who might be suspect of red leanings. You have to remember that in the 30s and, and 40s, the Soviet Union was, despite what was really going on, was seen as a, a great hope of many very well-meaning people. The fact that uh, the dictator Stalin took over the whole apparatus and turned it into a killing machine of anybody he decided he didn't like for whatever reason had not penetrated. People still believe that the Soviet Union was substantially different from other governments and that a lot of people believe we had to stick with the Soviet Union no matter what as a bulwark against fascism. Hitler, Mussolini, and uh, the Japanese uh, military junta in Japan, uh, military junta in Japan. And uh, Communist Party in the 30s took up a lot of causes that the mainstream labor movement would not. For example, organizing farm workers, organizing uh, quote-unquote unskilled workers who worked in factories and big production facilities. Uh, they were doing that work when other people would not. And so it's kind of natural. Then there was the war in Spain. It was kind of natural that a lot of well-meaning people would join the party in the hope that something good would come of it. Uh, well, of course, then Stalin signed a pact with Hitler. Uh, when Hitler attacked the Soviet Union, Soviet Russia was our ally. 
U.S. forces lost something like 50,000 dead, I believe, in World War II. In the Soviet Union, 20 million people died as a result of the Soviet attack. At any took over. There's a communist under every bed. All of a sudden, having leftist views got you in trouble. And Trumbo and several other people, including uh, Dashiell Hammett, creator of Sam Spade, were imprisoned for contempt of Congress, for refusing to name names. And there were others who did name names, notably Aliyah Kazan, and in this film, Edward G. Robinson, name names, was a very hard time. And as Trumbo later said that we were all victims. Anyway, good movie. Trumbo figures out a way to get his uh, screenplays produced. Uh, Roman Holiday with Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn and Spartacus, Kirk Douglas plays a, a prominent role in getting a Trumbo back. This is what happens in times of war, times of fright, times of paranoia. That same kind of paranoia now that's being visited on our... Uh, Muslim brothers and sisters as America goes crazy again. Okay, here's Margaret Cho, and then we'll hear from Mr. Block. Margaret Cho, as she um, talks about uh, her appearance in front of a Republican audience. It's called They Turned Off the Microphones. It's just a huge fight between left and right. And um, I went and I did a show last minute. Uh, I didn't know who I was performing for. And they didn't know who they were getting. <laughs> it was the worst blind date ever when I went to go perform for a convention of Republican hotel owners. And um, it was a party being thrown by uh, George Bush's best friend, which uh, it was terrible. They were so mad at me, so mad. And I was talking about uh, the Iraqi prison scandal, which had just broken out. And I was saying conservatives didn't want photographs of the naked Iraqi prisoners leaked out to the media. Because if Americans got one look at that monster Iraqi cock, <laughs> we would all convert to Islam. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> well, I would definitely give up pork for that.
So they were so mad at me and they were telling me to get off the stage and I wouldn't. Because <laughs> if you don't like me, I'm gonna make you hate me. So I wouldn't get off the stage, and then so they just turned off the microphone. So it just looked like this. <laughs> and I wouldn't get off the stage, and, and so then they just sent the band on stage to start playing Sweet Home Alabama as if the Southern Rock would drive me away. <laughs> and I, I felt insulted because I love Leonard Skinnerd. And I got to tell Leonard Skinnerd, and they told, me, they, they told me that was great and they sent me a t-shirt, so that was good. <laughs> Please give me your attention. I'll introduce to you a man that is a credit to our red, white, and blue. His head is made of lumber and solid as a rock. He is a common worker and his name is Mr. Block. And Block, he thinks he may be president someday. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake. You make me ache, tie your rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Yes, Mr. Block is lucky. He found a job by G. The shark got seven dollars for job and fare and fee. They shipped him to a desert and dumped him with his truck. But when he tried to find his job, he sure was out of luck. He shouted, that's the raw. I'll fix them with the law. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Tie a rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. The money kings in Cuba blow up the gunboat main. But Block it awful angry and blamed it all on Spain. He went right in a battle and there he lost his leg. And now he's pedaling showstrings and he's walking on a pen. He shouts, remember Maine, hooray to hell with Spain. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake. You make me ache, tie your rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Poor Block, he died one evening. I'm very glad to state. He climbed the golden leather up to the pearly gate. He said, oh, Mr. Peter, one word I'd like to tell. I'd like to meet the Astorbilts and John D. Rockefeller. Oh, pizza. Is that so? You'll meet them down below. 
Oh, Mr. Black, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Tie a rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. America. I've given you all, and now I'm nothing. America, $2.27, January 17th, 1956. America, I can't stand my own mind. America, when will we end the human war? Go fuck yourself with your atom bomb. I don't feel good. Don't bother me. I won't write my poem until I'm in my right mind. <laughs> When will you be angelic? When will you take off your clothes? When will you look at yourself in the, through the grave? When will you be worthy of your million Christs? America, why are your libraries full of tears? America, when will you send your eggs to India? <laughs> I'm sick of your insane demands. When will you reinvent the heart? When will you manufacture lambs? When will your cowboys reach Spangler? When will your dams release the flood of eastern tears? When will your technicians get drunk and abolish money? When will you institute religions of perception in your legislatures? When can I go into the supermarket and buy what I need with my good looks? <laughs> America, after all, it is you and I who are perfect, not the next world. Your machinery is too much for me. I don't want to work for a living. You made me want to be a saint. There must be some other way to settle this argument. I don't want to die young. I want to die old and unhappy. I don't mind dying so long as it's not sorted. Now, Bowser's is in Tangiers. I don't think he'll come back and is sinister. Are you being sinister or is this some form of playing a practical joke? I'm trying to come to the point. I refuse to give up my obsession. America, stop pushing. I know what I'm doing. America, the plum blossoms are falling. America, I haven't read the newspapers for months. Every day somebody goes on trial for murder. America, I feel sentimental about the wobblies. America, I used to be a communist when I was a kid. I'm not sorry. smoke marijuana every chance I get. <laughs> Only $2.27. I don't want to work. Maybe it's the looking for the job. I can't study anymore. I'll never teach for a living. I sit in my house for days on end without going out. When I go to Chinatown, I get drunk and never get laid. My mind is made up. There's going to be trouble. <laughs> You've seen me reading Marx. <laughs> the American flag is absolutely meaningless to me still just as it was in the 30s. I won't say the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> I have mystical visions and cosmic vibrations. America, I still haven't told you what you did to Uncle Max after he came over from Russia. <laughs> I'm addressing you. 
Are you going to let your emotional life be run by Time magazine? <laughs> I'm obsessed by Time magazine. <laughs> I read it every week. Its cover stares at me every time I pass the corner of Northwest of Sutter Street and Montgomery Street. I read it in the basement of the Berkeley Public Library. <laughs> Time magazine is always telling me about responsibility. <laughs> Businessmen are serious. Movie producers are serious. Everybody's serious but me. <laughs> to me that I am America. I am talking to myself again. Asia is rising against me. I haven't got a Chinaman's chance. better consider all of my natural resources. <laughs> my natural resources consist of two sticks of marijuana, millions of genitals, an atom bomb, and 2,500 mental institutions. <laughs> I say nothing about my prisons or the millions of underprivileged who live in my flower pots. <laughs> I have very few bordellos, and that's all there is. <laughs> I have abolished my whorehouses in France, and Tangiers is the next to go. My ambition is to be president despite the fact that I'm a Catholic. <laughs> America, how can I write a holy litany in your silly mood? I will continue like Henry Ford. My strophes are as individual as his automobiles. More so, they're all different sexes. <laughs> America, I will sell you strophes at $2,500 apiece, $500 down on your old strophes trade-in, and the rest of your life is to pay. America, free Tom Mooney. America, save the Spanish loyalists. America, Sacco and Vanzetti must not die. I am the Scottsboro Boys. America, when I was seven, my mother took me to a communist cell meeting they sold us bupkis, a handful per ticket, a ticket cost a nickel, and the speeches were free. Everybody was angelic and sentimental about the workers. It was all so sincere, you have no idea what a good thing the party was in 1835. Scott Nearing <laughs> was a grand old man, a real mensch. Mother Bloor made me cry. I once saw Browder Plain. Everybody must have been a spy. <laughs> America, you don't really want to go to war. America, it's them bad Russians. Them Russians, them Russians, and them Chinamen. And them Russians. The Russians are power mad. The Russia wants to eat us alive. She wants to take our cars from out our garages. Her wants to take our factories. Her wants to corrupt our college girls. Her wants to put us all in slave labor camps. Her wants to emaciate us like skeletons. Her wants Malenko or Buganin or somebody to be our boy. 
Her wants to dictify us. Him big bureaucracy running our filling stations. That no good. Look. Who make Indians learn read? Ha! Him need niggers. Hope. Her make us all work 16 hours a day. Help! America, this is quite serious. America, this is the impression I get from reading the newspaper. America, is this correct? I'd better get right down to the job. It's true, I don't want to join the army or turn lathes and precision parts factories on nearsighted and psychopathic anyway. America, I am putting my queer shoulder to the wheel. Allen Ginsberg there, putting his queer shoulder to the wheel. His poem, America, I think that's uh, 1956, one of his first important poems, good poems in my estimation. Before that, we had a song about Mr. Block by Mats Paulson. Mr. Block, who believes what... The company tells him, who believes the bosses, who believes the myth of America that uh, if you work hard, you can get ahead. Well, if you work hard and there's a lot of other things, then you get ahead. And uh, Margaret Cho, before that, how they turned off the microphone when she went to uh, perform for... uh, convention of Republican hotel owners as she said it's the worst blind date ever Margaret Cho right this is mutiny radio right at the 11 o'clock hour I'm the bee bringing you uh your weekly labor magazine. Unfortunately, the uh, internet is not working, so we can't bring you our weekly labor report from Workers Independent News, but we'll certainly get that back next week. Today, this gives us a chance to talk about some things we don't talk about enough and what I'm talking about now is child labor Uh, an estimation that every day two hundred million children that is people under 18 go to work and uh, under slave-like conditions. Um, The ultimate, ultimate uh, indictment 
of capitalism is that a big part of the world's economy is based on not only low-wage workers, no-wage workers, but based on children. In other words, we're told that uh, rug makers in Pakistan can't produce those beautiful rugs that people have on their floors without the work of children whose hands are small and they can tie the little knots. Okay, this one is called I Am the Child, a Play for Voices. And it's based on a piece by Eduardo Galeano, the great Uruguayan uh, writer who just passed away recently. If you don't know Galeano, go out and get uh, Century of Wind or one of his histories of the Americas, of the uh, resistance movements in the Americas. This one is called I Am the Child. You know me, I am the child. You see me in the garbage dumps of Mexico City and Manila and Lagos, where I fight the vultures for your garbage. The pearls that decorate your necks, the diamonds at your fingers, I dove for them in the Java Sea. I dug them up in the Congo. You know me. I am the child in the mines of Peru, the mole in the mine shaft, cursed and enslaved because I am small. When the poison air murders me at last, they throw me away in fields of nameless graves. Colombia, Tanzania, Guatemala, I am the child. Your lattes and your espressos were bought with the blood of my innocence. Your bananas from Honduras, it is I the pesticides kill, for I am a child. From dark to dark I work in Malaysia, collecting rubber from the trees. They murder me on the streets of Brazil and no one cares. Of course I'm only a child. Why should you consider me? In Burma I work the railroads. In India the infernos of glass and brick. In Bangladesh I harvest the bitter tea you sip at breakfast. The Arab sheikhs tie me to their camels and watch them race because my terrified screams inspire your, their animals to run faster. You! You with your Wall Street Journal. You and your corporate towers the world around. Do you consider me? In Argentina, the mighty Plata rolls by as I herd sheep and cattle. In Jakarta and Recife, I serve at your table because only then may I eat what you throw away. Come to Lima. You will see me there if you see me at all. I will wash your car window for pennies. I juggle or eat fire for your pleasure in Guadalajara. You know me, the child. Can you look me in the eye? 
The ball, your big league millionaires hit out of the park. I sowed it in Honduras and in Haiti. Your football stars chased the ball I stitched in Pakistan. Your children swing and slide and dance, but I shall never know what it is to play. To pay my parents' debts, I was chained to the loom in Pakistan when I was four and was murdered for speaking out. My parents' poverty in your new world order is so great that they sold me, and now I weave rugs from dawn to midnight. I am a child. I am in a hell of your making. And when they come to rescue me, I say, are you my new master? In Sri Lanka, I picked tobacco. In Egypt, jasmine for French, French perfume. In Ohio, I harvest cranberries. In California, your belle Provence. I awaken in the bitter night to go and pick cotton in Tulare's endless fields. You know me. Oh, and if your thing is sex with children, you can have me for a few pennies in an Indian circus on a street corner in Khartoum or Bangkok or a flop house on the Rhine. I am a child, but you know me. There are a quarter billion of me the world around. But then I'm only a child. Who are you? Okay, that was my reading of a, a poem sort of put together from an essay by Eduardo Galeano, an article about child labor around the world. The ultimate indictment of capital. When someone tells you how great capitalism is and all the wonders that it's, that it's brought us, bring that up and say, all these kids are going to work, 200 million kids every day go to work instead of school. Some of our enslaved-like conditions. What kind of capitalism is that? And if you think about it, you'll find that uh, this is way they, they, they want to break us all down. They want to break us workers down so that we go to work with our hat on our hand, grateful for a job. And what can we do about it? Well some ideas in a minute, but here, here's Bruce Springsteen. Keep your eyes on the prize. All in silence, bound in jail, had no money for the go Silence thought they was lost Dungeon shook and the chains come on Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on Freedom's name is mighty sweet And soon we're gonna make Keep your 
gospel plan Won't take nothing for my journey now Keep your eyes on Springsteen there sort of interrupted let's see if we can pick him up again Springsteen eyes on the prize The great Victor, Victor Jara. Canto Libre, Song of Freedom.
try to turn you around That was Linda Tillery with the Cultural Heritage Choir. Don't let nobody drag your spirit down. Keep on struggling. You're only alone when you don't stand up. And if you don't stand up, you'll be counted as standing up for sitting down. Linda Tillery. Before Linda, we had a song by the great Chilean uh, singer, writer, poet, teacher, Victor Jara, who was murdered uh, during the U.S. coup, U.S. Pinochet coup in 1974, uh, taken to a soccer field, his hands broken, beaten, tortured in view of everyone. His song was Canto Libre, Song of Freedom. And his message is quite the same as Linda Tillery. And so is Bruce Springsteen singing Eyes on the Prize. Keep your eyes on the prize. Someday, as long as we keep struggling, we'll be free. And don't let nobody get your spirit down. I mentioned earlier that today we're celebrating the life and work of Dolores Huerta, number three on our list of labor cards. You can access the labor cards at Facebook, Labor Cards. Uh, we published two of them so far. Number one was Francisco Chico Mendes an organizer of uh, rubber workers in the Brazilian rainforest whose work is so crucial because it shows us how the, the environmental movement and the labor movement can work together, how they're united. Number two was Lucy Parsons, a woman born into slavery, married a, uh, a former Confederate soldier moved to Chicago where her husband was arrested as one of the Haymarket Eight and uh, executed. Parsons became a famous, widely known speaker for women's rights, for strong labor unions, for direct action, taking over of the workplace, which later came to be called a sit-in, Lucy Parsons. And number three is Dolores Huerta. And our labor card says, Huerta was born in New Mexico and raised in Stockton, California. She started working as a teacher, but realized that she could help farm workers more by becoming an organizer. And you heard her at the top of the show talk about her decision and how she made it that you are just expected to work with and for the underprivileged. 
She worked on voter registration drives with the community service organization, a Quaker group, and later started, helped start the United Farm Workers along with Larry Leong, Philip Veracruz, Cesar Chavez. She worked tirelessly on picket lines and organizing drives, sometimes at the risk of her life. During the Great Boycott, it was Huerta who negotiated the contracts when the growers gave in to union and public pressure and settled. In 1997, Huerta was named one of the regents of the University of California. Let's listen to Loros Huerta herself talking for herself. First about the labor movement and then on her 80th birthday. I had a very rich, rich childhood. I was very, very blessed and fortunate because my mother was a, a person that really believed in culture. Early on, I was a Girl Scout from the time I was eight to the time I was 18 years old, very active in Girl Scouts. As a teenager, I belonged to the church choir. I was uh, involved in dancing, uh, both folklorico, flamenco, uh, tap and ballet. I took music lessons, both violin and piano. The only negative thing about my, my teenage years, and especially in high school, was the racism that we had to endure. Uh, because we were Mexican-Americans and because our, our, our group that we all hung out with, there was all the, the Asians, the Filipinos, the black kids, and the police were always giving us a hard time. So we faced that on the streets with the police, and then in, in our high school, uh, the racism against the uh, not only the kids of color, but also the poor white kids was very severe. I was working here in Los Angeles uh, with the community service organization. Uh, Cesar was the director, and I was the executive secretary. And it was actually here in East Los Angeles when we decided to start the Farmworkers Union. It was at Cesar's house there, where he was living there on Folsom Street. And he called me over to his house one morning, and he said, you know, the farm workers will never have a union unless you and I do it. And uh, I thought he was joking. He said, no, I'm serious. Uh, I was lucky enough to be the political director for the organization. Uh, and we had all of these chapters throughout the state. Uh, we got uh, driver's licenses in Spanish and other ethnic languages. And we got the ballots in the Spanish language. And uh, disability insurance for farm workers. And then we passed a, a, a law that you could register a voters door to door. And so we were able to pass a, a very important law uh, to take away the requirement that you had to be a U.S. citizen to get public assistance. One of the things that we are working on is number one, bringing to the attention of the American public what the contributions of immigrants are, because they don't realize how much people do. The work that they do, picking our food, we remind people the food that you ate today, some immigrant picked that food, probably an undocumented person. We have to legalize the people that are already here because they have earned it with their work and with their tax dollars that they have paid and their contributions that they have made to our economy.
continues for all of us uh, because we know that our lucha, our struggle is not over, right? That's Carlos Santana performing Tito Puente. Yes, Carlos Santana will be performing this week at the celebration of Dolores Huerta's 80th birthday. The legendary activist Dolores Huerta, who co-founded the United Farm Workers of America with Cesar Chavez, celebrating 80 years, a veteran of the labor, civil rights, immigrant rights, and feminist movements in the country. Dolores Huerta was instrumental in passing the Seasonal Agricultural Workers Bill, which resulted in the legalization of 1.3 million farm workers as part of the Immigration Reform Act of 1986. Well, to celebrate her 80th birthday, this lifelong activist is holding a benefit concert at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles Friday night titled Weaving Movements Together. As the name suggests, the event aims to bring together immigrant rights, LGBT, feminist, environmental, and labor activists. Dolores Huerta is joining us now from Los Angeles. We welcome you and happy birthday, Dolores Huerta. Thank you, Amy. Can you talk about what you consider your greatest achievement? Uh, well, uh, I think you mentioned the uh, legalization bill of 1986, which really uh, helped a lot of people get the legal status, as has, as you know, every immigrant that's come to this country has acquired legal status at one time or the other. Uh, then, of course, I think uh, many, many uh, pieces of legislation, uh, getting the ballots in the Spanish language for people to vote, uh, taking away citizenship requirements so that people could get public assistance, uh, and on and on, you know, uh, forming the Farmer Union with Cesar Chavez, and now uh, forming my own organization, the Dolores Huerta Foundation for Community Organizing. And uh, when we look back and see how many people have been organized, how many, uh, you know, we've built a volunteer base and uh, laws that have been passed and you know but this is the kind of work that I want to continue to do uh, for the rest of whatever life I have left and this is why I started this foundation and I want to mention this whole idea of, of bringing movements together is important because it seems like each one of our movements has a different path you know we have our Greens over here labor over here the feminists the LGBT movement and I believe that in order to really get the progressive agenda that we are all looking for and searching for that we've got to come together and, and, and you know kind of unite our forces uh, we are uh, you know we are the majority in this country uh, but if we don't come together uh, well then we're not going to be able to win our progressive agenda Dolores were to go back in time go back to the early 1960s and talk about how you got involved with the farm workers movement and helped found the United Farm Workers what were the conditions then where did you come from well, actually, I had a very um, comfortable life. I have sort of a middle-class background, but after joining uh, an organization called the Community Service Organization, and this is where I met Cesar, uh, then uh, we saw the conditions of the farm workers uh, that were so desperate at that point in time that then uh, that's when we started the United Farm Workers uh, of America. 
and um, you know we worked together for many years until Cesar passed away. Uh, I left the union about six years ago. Um, and things for the farm workers, you know, are somewhat better in California. Although many, most of the farm workers right now are not covered by union contracts, and in. Uh, other states, of course, things are even worse because many farm workers, they don't have unemployment insurance. Um, they have a very poor workers' compensation if they have any at all, and uh, uh, they don't have disability insurance. Uh, we were able to get the laws passed that gave all farm workers uh, uh, cold drinking water and, and uh, toilets in the fields, uh, rest periods, uh, things of that nature, but there's still a long way to go for the farm workers. But with my organization, actually, we go into the communities and we organize our immigrant population primarily, but this, of course, could apply to anyone. And we uh, basically raise money to hire and train organizers. Uh, then when the people come together, then uh, they can make a lot of changes. And, and some of the changes are absolutely miraculous. We, uh, Some of our people have been able to get swimming pools in, uh, in, in their com uh, communities. We have one committee that actually had a gymnasium built uh, at their middle school. Uh, you know, we've, we've got one another committee that's getting uh, a, a sewer drains for 27 homes that didn't have any kind of a sewer drain. And we have a youth group. We're doing uh, teen pregnancy prevention programs, financial literacy. The first micro lending program for farm workers in the Central Valley of California. And the great thing about this is that the, the people are doing this themselves. On the census, we knocked on 3,000 doors in one day. And then, of course, we had to do a lot of pressure on our Blue Dog uh, uh, Congress people to get them to vote for the health care bill uh, that we were trying to get passed uh, recently. Dolores Huerta, so many of the people you work with are immigrants, and the battle over immigration reform, immigrants in this country, is raging. Um, just some figures uh, uh, on the number of deportations, according to figures from the Immigration Enforcement Agency, ICE. The Obama administration accelerated the pace of deportations overall. In 2009, authorities deported close to 390,000 people, uh, which was 20,000 more than in 2008, the final year of the Bush administration. Your comments? Well, uh, we know that uh, this is uh, the big issue in the Latino community, I guess the number one issue at this point in time, and that it really means that we've really got to push to get immigration reform. Uh, um, unfortunately, I mean, you, you, I heard your report about the elections, and we still have a very large anti-immigrant caucus uh, in, in the U.S. Congress, and, uh, you know, we've got to focus on, on these Congress people and on the elections and take some of these people out of office. In California, we have the head of the anti-immigrant caucus, a Congress run a Republican named Bill Bray. And uh, these, these are the people that we've got to get out and we've got to get good people elected. And my fear is that so many people are so disillusioned uh, with, uh, with what's going on right now that they're not going to vote in November. And I think that's going to be just a huge... When the people leave, the leaders they will have to follow. herself, Dolores Huerta, still with us, still organizing, still working, still dreaming, still a visionary, Dolores Huerta. Uh, that's our labor figure for today. Got a few minutes left, and I did want this day in labor history, but we're just going to have a general 
review of movements in American history. This is from uh, Howard Zinn's The People Speak. Workers against employers, the have-nots against the haves. When you suggest, oh, they're rich and poor, they're different classes, there's always a political somebody who will get worried uh, and say, hey, you, you're appealing to class conflict. We've always had class conflict. We don't have to create class conflict. We don't have to provoke class conflict. There has always been class conflict in this country from the very beginning. And we learn in school that our country represents the greatest leap of wealth in modern history. But we don't learn that most of the people did not benefit from this economic progress. The poor people, working people, were very often left behind while the riches accumulated at the top. But people protested these conditions. In 1932, in the midst of the Great Depression, veterans of the First World War, who had been promised a bonus for their service, came by the thousands to Washington, D.C., from all over the country, to demand that Congress pay the promised bonus. Their encampment across from the Capitol was attacked and dispersed by the United States Army. Yip Harburg's song, Brother, Can You Spare a Dime, expressed their desperation. Once I built a tower to the south, brick and riven in line. Once I built a tower, now it's done. Brother, can you spare a dime? Wants and khaki suits, gee, we look swell, full of that Yankee doodle dong. Half a million boots went slogging through hell, and I was a kid with a drum. Oh, say, do you remember they called me out? It was. Al all the time Say don't you remember I'm your pal Brother can you spare A dime In 1929 Ten years after the end of World War One came the most severe economic collapse in the history of the nation. People stood on breadlines, struggling to survive. One third of the labor force was out of work. Black people were especially hard hit, and they found that their needs were ignored by the government. Langston Hughes, an African-American poet of the Harlem Renaissance, voiced their frustration. The pot was empty. The cupboard was bare. I said, Papa, what's the matter here? Waiting on Roosevelt's son. Roosevelt? Roosevelt. Waiting on Roosevelt's son. The rent was due and the lights were out. I said, tell me, Mama, what's it all about? We're waiting on Roosevelt's son. 
Roosevelt, Roosevelt, just waiting on Roosevelt. Sister got sick and doctor wouldn't come because we wouldn't pay him the proper sum of waiting on Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. That's the waiting on Roosevelt. Then one day they put us out the house. Ma and Pa was meek as a mouse, still waiting on Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. But when they felt those cold wind blows and didn't have no place to go, Pa said, I'm tired of waiting on Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. Damn tired of waiting on Roosevelt. I can't get a job and I can't get no grub. My backbone and navel doing the belly rub. I'm waiting on Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. And a lot of other folks was hungry and cold. Don't stop believing what they've been told by Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. Cause the pot's still empty and the cupboard's still bare and you can't build a bungalow out of air. Mr. Roosevelt, listen. What's the matter here? Farmers driven off their lands by the dust bowls of the 1930s traveled throughout the country looking for a way to survive. The songwriter Woody Guthrie described their plight. Lots of folks back east they say hit every day hitting the hot old dusty way to the California line. Across that desert sand they go They're getting out of that old dance bowl They think they're going to a sugar bowl But here is what they find Oh, the police at the port of entry say You're number 14,000 for today hey, Hell, if you ain't got the dough with me, boy If you ain't got the dough with me Better go on back to beautiful Texas Oklahoma, Kansas, Georgia, Tennessee California is a garden of The paradise to live in or see But believe it or not You won't find it so hard If you ain't got the door in me If you want a house or farm, that won't do nobody harm. Take your vacation by the mountains or the sea. Don't swap that old car for a car. Better stay right where you are. You had better take this tip from me. Cause I read it in the want hands every day. And the headlines on the papers always say If you ain't got the dough with me, boy If you ain't got the dough with me Better go on back to beautiful Texas Oklahoma, Kansas, Georgia, Tennessee California is a garden of you to live in or see But believe it or not You won't find it so hard If you ain't got the dough in me
What we learn in the schools is that when Franklin Roosevelt was elected, the New Deal came into being. Bob Dylan singing uh, Woody Guthrie's famous uh, You Ain't Got the Do Re Me. We're about finished here today. We'll play one more, maybe two. And then we'll hand the ball off to Scott Walker and Flat Black Plastic. As Mutiny Radio covers the mission, covers the city, covers the internet. Everybody, workers always, especially migrant workers, always fantasize about a uh, a place where everything is comfortable and everything is everything is provided. A place where workers now are fighting for in terms of uh, retirement. Here's the Big Rock Candy Mountain. One evening as the sun went down and the jungle fires were burning, down the track came a hobo hiking. He said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm heading for a land that's far away beside that crystal fountain. I'll see you all this coming fall in the Big Rock Candy Mountains. In the Big Rock Candy Mountains, it's a land that's fair and bright. The handouts grow on bushes and you sleep out every night. The boxcars all are empty, the sun shines every day. I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow, where the sleet don't fall and the wind don't blow. In the Big Rock Candy Mountains, oh, the buzzing of the bees in the cigarette trees by the soda water fountain by the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the big rock candy mountain in the big rock candy mountains you never change your socks little streams alcohol come trickling down the rocks oh the shacks all have to tip their hats the railroad bulls are blind there's a lake of stew and ginger ale too You can paddle all around it in a big canoe In the Big Rock Candy Mountains Oh, the buzzing of the bees in the cigarette trees By the soda water fountain By the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings In the Big Rock Candy Mountains In the Big Rock Candy Mountains The cops have wooden legs the bulldogs all have rubber teeth and the hens lay soft-boiled eggs. The boxcars all are empty and the sun shines every day. I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow, where the sleet don't fall and the wind don't blow. In the Big Rock Candy Mountains, oh, the buzzing of the bees in the cigarette trees by the soda water fountain. By the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the Big Rock Candy Mountain. In the Big Rock Candy Mountains, the jails are made of tin. You can slip right out again as soon as they put you in. There ain't no short-handled shovels, no axes, saws, nor picks. I'm bound to stay where you sleep all day Where they hung the jerk that invented work In the Big Rock Candy Mountain oh. 
Okay, uh, Pete Seeger there with the Big Rock Candy Mountain. How many people dreamed of that one? This is Labor and Love, and we're getting out of here. Remember, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get paid. If you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. Never let anyone into your heart who's not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, yes, I mean you. This is the B. Wishing you all a happy Saturday and a happy new year. Hope to be in touch with you next week. Or, as I say, on our archive podcast. Labor and Love signing off. insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. 
You can buy tickets now on universe.com. With 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts, you won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast god, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? 
And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year. If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay hey, people, Wildlife Museum flat black plastic close is with going wild in the new year the on radio collection features more than mutiny radio.fm unreleasable still kind of working 